When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the PHNX Suns podcast, and we're bringing that big D-book energy to you this morning. (laughs) We're brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one rated sportsbook app, except no substitutes. I am your host, Espo. He is Saul Bookman, and we were here uh, like 12 hours ago, but we're here to, yeah. to, to talk to you more about Suns and Mavs. Saul, how are you? Uh, not too bad. It's always good after a Suns win. I, I'll say that. Um, you don't much have to easier. Deal. It's much easier. <laughs> um, and like the trolls get a little quieter. Um, so it's just a, you know, it's a nice smooth ease into the morning. And hopefully everybody else that's out there listening enjoys this. Uh, <laughs> Chris said, I heard a rumor that Saul has opinions. No way. We'll find out. This is going to be a dry or shrunken edition. We're going to do a quickie here for you oh, today. But right then. <laughs> hey, get you, get you excited uh, here. But look, uh, first off, let's address it. Gerald, uh, apparently no sleep and flying to Dallas mm-hmm. by way of Houston mm-hmm. and eating alligator early in the morning based on his Instagram. So he is not with us. And then uh, Lindsay still under the weather. We wish her the best in a speedy recovery. Uh, we do not wish the Dallas Mavericks a speedy recovery, yeah. though. Uh, a 30-point win for the Suns last night, 110-80. Yeah. And it looked like when you looked at the way that game ended, some of the things that happened, which we'll get into here shortly, that you may have uh, have broken the Mavs a little bit last night. Uh, it, it got testy, to say the least. It did get it, it did get a little, little hot. Um, I, I I don't know if I would say bre- bre- breaking the maps, right? I don't I don't feel like we broke the maps. I, I feel like they're they're going to get confidence just by going back home in oh, the first place. You know what I mean? Um, I think you have some dudes on that team, and we know some of those dudes on that team. And you know, one is in the form of Marquise Chris, who is all bluster and no substance. Like that's just right. he. That's what he's been his entire career. Um, he's he, he's got a lot of fake hustle about him. He's a fraud. He's he's always been a fraud. He's been a fraud since day one when the the, the Suns mistakenly drafted him um, to be part of it, their franchise, and they realized what a goof that was halfway through that season. So, um, yeah, I, I just feel like it's. It, listen, you're tired of seeing the Mavs. The Mavs are tired of seeing you. Um, it's been six or five games of just kind of trash talk back and forth. Um, and, and this has kind of been a more volatile s- series because I I can't really recall. The last time I saw two teams go after what they perceive to be the weak parts of the other team in such an obvious style, like when we attacked Luca or Chris Paul attacked Luca in game two, uh, Luca and the Mavs basically trying to take advantage of Chris Paul in the defensive end and making him work now in games three and four. Um, I've never really quite seen it to that degree, like as obvious as it has been. So um, I, I just think they're all sick of each other, and hopefully they don't have to play more uh, games against each other past Thursday. Who would have guessed that the Suns finally playing their style of defense 
was going to be a key yeah. to really breaking it open in game five. But in in terms of that testiness that we talked about, there were two moments, and we, we briefly talked about one and didn't get into the other on last night's postgame show. But I want to talk about, first off, the Devin Booker moment when he gets uh, flagrant fouled by Finney Smith under the hoop and is laying flat down on the ground. There was this video that we're going to show that emerged uh, from there, which uh, you can actually hear Devin Booker say something. Yeah, he's rolling around on the ground. Um, he looks like he has been absolutely knocked unconscious. Um, <laughs> but uh, shortly thereafter, he kind of looks around, and then he kind of hides his face again because he feels like, oh, maybe they still need a little bit of time to be convinced to go back to the, uh, to the table. And then he rolls around, smiles, and then gets up. And as he gets up... He says Luca special. Can we run that last part back so we can actually hear him say Luca special? Just go to the very end on this. You can yep, actually clearly hear him. A video uh, that came uh, that I saw from Worldwide Wob on uh, on Twitter, obviously of a fan sitting courtside that got that. Uh, freaking awesome! Like I love I love that book is not afraid to kind of give that wink-wink, I know what's going on here, to the crowd. I kind of so, wish there wasn't a camera on him, but I love that he's willing to do so it. So I am I, I have a different take on this. Um, I think it's fun when you're a Suns fan, um, but I will say this, and this is, this is a re- response to a lot of the Mavs fans who've been saying that uh, Book is just as bad as Luka at flopping and all this other stuff, right? I'm not going to be a hypocrite about this, right? If if Luca was the one that did this, we'd absolutely be roasting him right now, right? But it wasn't Luca; it was Book. So we love it because we like, you know, we like. I don't know. I think we kind of like villains sometimes, you know, anti heroes. Like, yeah, the anti heroes. Like we kind of like that. Um, and that's not to say that Devin Booker did anything wrong. Listen, Devin Booker's doing exactly what he needs to do to to get the reward that he feels like he deserves like you flop on the ground because you have to because the nba has created an environment where if you don't do that you won't get rewarded with a flagrant penalty if he just bounced Uh right back up nothing would happen and we saw that in game three when he got smacked in the head um after he got a technical on a follow-through uh a jump shot he gets fouled he smacks uh, Powell in the head accidentally. It wasn't even enough smack. It was more just his arm just lay down on top of him, and they called him for a tech. And then later on that game, he gets smacked in the head. He goes down. He pops right back up. They don't even review it. I think Devin Booker learned his lesson. He was like, man, I can't do that. I I, I have to sell these calls. And that's what Luka does. That's what he does. That's what CP3 does. That This is the environment that the NBA has created, and I I'm not a big fan of it myself. Because I just want dudes just to play ball. I thought Devin Booker for a split second was legitimately hurt. I think we all kind of held our breath. And then when we kind of when he sat there for a little bit too long, I was like, bro, you didn't get hit in the head, so you're not unconscious. You're not holding anything on your body. I think he's I think he's I think he's toying with the refs right now. And sure enough, he turns around, smiled, and we all lost it in this room. Well, and I don't know which teammate it was because I couldn't tell in the video, but one of them legitimately seems kind of concerned and these oh, yeah. guys like, Book, you know, like, what's going on here? I have I have a different take. I agree with you. I don't like Chris. That's exactly what I said last <laughs> night. S- Sandlot <laughs> pool scene energy. I mean, definitely million percent. Definitely, but look, I I don't have a problem with it. 
I, I have a problem with the way the league officiates. And no, I don't have a problem that. with it. But but you were saying, look, we don't like it when, when Luka does it. And if this was always Devin Booker's M.O., I'd probably agree with you there. But like you said, this is Devin Booker looking at the situation, understanding this is the way that the refs are calling this. This is the way... These, this is happening. I wasn't getting calls. I'm now going to, as he said, do the Luca special so I ensure I get the call. I have no problem with that, and I love that he acknowledged it. Where where Luca doesn't acknowledge he flops, Devin Booker was point blank saying, "I flopped. I know it, and I did it because Luca gets away with it and gets the calls." No, yeah, no. Like I said, I don't, I don't hate the fact that they're doing it. I hate the fact that the NBA has created an environment by which they need to do it. Um, or they get rewarded for doing it, more importantly. Yeah. And I, that's what I don't like. Uh, it happens across the NBA. Luka and Devin and CP3 are not the only ones to flop in the league, no. obviously. Um, we get aggravated when other superstars uh, do that because we feel like they don't need to. You know, we, we feel like they're good enough to, you know, James Harden basically made a living uh, out of doing that. And now they've taken that away to a degree, or at least they weren't rewarding it as much. And James Harden is everybody's asking, what's wrong with James Harden? What's wrong with James Harden? Well, it's because he's not getting fouled 45 times a game and going to the free throw line and padding his stats because they're not calling the bullshit anymore. Well, they weren't calling the bullshit. And now you get to this series and you're like, why are you guys calling the bullshit again? I don't understand it. Um, but, you know, I digress. Brad Smith in the chat brings up a good thing, a, a good point. Uh, this was the point where Reggie Miller said, that's a good playoff foul. And then backtracked every time they, they showed a replay or a different angle yeah. to the point where he's like, no, 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 that's a flagrant foul. Uh, I just it, One, it shows you the difference in eras, right? Because in Reggie's era, that's just ball out, right? They're not going to call that a foul, or maybe they call it a common foul because mm-hmm. it was much more physical. But it also shows uh, a little bit of bias that Reggie, uh, Reggie well, likes to show. You know, and, and Charles Woodall Pike in the in the chat says flopping has been in the league forever. You can never get rid of it entirely. Um, while I would agree to to a, a small degree, um, it's not nearly as bad, uh, or it's it's worse far you know now um, than it was. Oh, I don't know. Let's say in the eighties, because in the eighties, if you flopped, cool. The next time down the court, you're getting punched in the face, and it's a little bit of a different type of retaliation in those days. Um, than it is now, but that's why they cleaned it up is because a lot of the stuff, you know, obviously the malice of the palace yep. um, and all these other little instances that had happened around the league, the NBA was trying to hone down, uh, you know, clean up their image because it looked like it was starting to be a thug league and um, and that wasn't good. But uh, this is but, far from that. Hey, the pendulum swung a little too much. A little too I much. Don't, I don't need guys punching each other in the face because they're flopping, uh, yeah. but, but I also don't need it to where it's at. You know what I do need in my life, though, Saul? I don't know. The DraftKings okay. Sportsbook app. I was wondering if it was going <laughs> to be sweet, OGs. sweet loving. But the DraftKings Sportsbook app is the is the main one. Well, and right now. guys on all these sexual puns right now today. The quickie. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean it in a sexual way. I just said the sweet, sweet loving as in caring about me is, <laughs> is what I need. And you know who cares about me? The DraftKings Sportsbook app. And cool. if you bet $5 right now on any NBA team to win, you're going to get $150 in free bets if they do when you sign up using the code PHNX. It's our gift to you and DraftKings gift to you. And one of my favorite things to do uh, when you when you make a bet on a game, same game parlay. So 
because you can just stack those odds. You can yeah. pick different things. Uh, you had one that was plus 5,000 last night. But that uh, wasn't a parlay. That was an actual bet that was offered. That was a straight bet. That was bet. a straight wow. bet, yeah. Then uh, you should have parlayed it with a handful of other things. You could have gotten to like plus 10,000 on there and uh, and would have been spectacular. But I love that you can stack different things. I tend, You know I like to bet on that first field goal. Uh, I haven't hit in a while, but I like to bet – on that, and then I can stack it with you know points, assists, and rebounds for somebody, or mm-hmm. how many points I think they score, or the Suns money line. Even that simple. And as you do that, the it just stacks up. And all customers can place a same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back. That's right, a free bet back if your parlay doesn't hit up to twenty five dollars, and that's if one leg doesn't hit it's that simple so sign up using that promo code phnx if you're a new customer you're gonna get 150 dollars in free bets when you bet five dollars if you're a current customer you get that parlay option remember 21 and only arizona only gambling problem call 1-800 next step uh, new customers only minimum five dollar p- deposit eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details so devin booker wasn't the only one that got caught on camera mm-hmm. saying something last night as well. The Dallas Mavericks star Luka Doncic, as he was walking off the court, got caught by ABC 15 and uh, said something to, it appeared mm-hmm. to be Suns fans that that may have said something to him as he was walking off the Maybe. court. Uh, and you can see this in this video. Uh, the Mavericks are walking off the court. Oh, look at Igor <laughs> oh, he remembers that tunnel very well. Uh, and then you'll see Luca here coming up as he's walking out, and he's going to say what you're able to do. Everybody acting tough when they up. Yeah, of course. Like, who acts tough when they're down three zero in a series? Nobody. Like, no. I don't. I don't understand. Like, what is he trying to imply that? Uh, you know. That the Suns started acting tougher, trying to start fights there. Uh, I don't, I don't understand what his point was there, especially when his guy is the one that chased a, a member of the Suns down the tunnel in a fake tough guy move at the end of the game. Well, Luca is also fake tough. Oh, of like, course. Like, and he's he's the the you know the the picture boy for for that. I, I just. Uh, talk all the trash you want to, you know, you can talk, oh, you know, everybody wants to act tough when they're up. Dude, you did the same exact thing in games three and four when you guys were winning big. You acted tough, you know, like you you you, you acted like, you know, you guys were the front runner. Like that's what you did. And basically every superstar, every player in the NBA does that when when they're up. Like because what are you going to do? It's, if you did that when you were down by 20, all the other team would have to say is, Bro, you're down by 20. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's just that. That's the that's why I don't like like what Marquise Chris did. You know, it's like you guys were getting absolutely housed, and now you want to act tough because you finally got a minute of playing time, you know, before the end of the game. Like, dude, shut up. Well, and you went after Bismarck Biombo. Like one of the like, most genuine <laughs> nice guys in the NBA. A guy who literally is donating his entire salary to his his home country. To help out, yeah, like in but honor you want his father who passed away. Yeah, <laughs> like, but you want to go attack that guy because what? You're a giant piece of shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, I just that made that made me laugh. Like I don't I don't understand it. It's Luca whining basically that the Suns. Oh, how dare the Suns? You know, 
act celebrate that they won at home by 30 over a team that had beaten them twice in a row. The Luca is going to whine, and that's Luca's mo. And it's fine. Go ahead and whine. Go ahead and score, you know, your 30 points in a loss. The, the Mavs know? bench was just as bad in games three and four. Like, they stood up the entire game trash-talking the entire game, all game long. They even got a warning about it in game one. Like, don't tell me that it's just innocence on both sides or one side or the other. Like, everybody's talking trash. You got to man up and take it when you're getting, you know, when you're getting your 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 crap kicked in. And, and you know, Stand up and, you know, I don't even want to say be a man about it because WNBA players have to step up and, and, and ball out too, and they talk trash too. It's just, dude, just take it. Just take it and stop being weak. Everybody, like, stop being weak. If you can't handle it, don't play the game. Well, and this is this is a guy whose hometown crowd pestered CP3's mother and wife. I mean, that's nuts to me. That you then are going to be like, oh well, don't act like don't act like fake tough guys, basically. When your crowd was even doing it, like leave it be, man. Just walk to the locker room, uh, put your head down, use that as motivation if you feel that way. Don't start yelling at fans as you walk out with that crap. Yeah. I don't understand. It, also, so. uh, according to the chat right now, there's a couple people that are saying this, but Brad Smith and now Jason Cox both said it uh, looks like JJ Redick. It will be on the call for game six, and I am all about that life. That's going to be some pro CP3 talk. That's a guy that loves CP3. But he, he loves CP3, but he's he he has a great mind, and um, I love the way he breaks down things. Oh, and he, he walks you through the X's and O's and the inside of a game, which is what you want from Reggie, too. Like that, He was a great player. He should understand what's going on there. We weren't getting it. So J.J. will be a breath of fresh air. You know when you don't want to act like a fake tough guy solo? When? When it comes to COVID-19. Uh, you know, we're officially in the playoffs, and the Suns are heating up, and you can cheer on the Suns at the Footprint Center or wherever we're hosting one of our events, but you want to do it safely. With all of the fun events going around, we want you to make sure everyone is safe and healthy. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older also are eligible for booster shots. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Also, just a couple updates. Uh, there's a lot of people asking about apparently JaVale McGee. I didn't realize he was injured, uh, but Jay, Jay Crowder as well. Um, uh, Gerald is in Texas. He's stuck in Houston, but he will be at shoot around later on today. Um, and he'll be able to give us an update on what's going on with those guys. Um, and just the, the overall pulse of the team. Yeah, and uh, Monty had said he didn't think that Jay was seriously hurt. And I'm not sure that there was an injury with JaVale. I think it was a choice to play yeah. him only three minutes. But if you want to follow us at PHNX underscore Suns, you'll get the latest from Gerald Bourget out there at shoot around. You mentioned that J.J. Redick is going to be there in Dallas for game six. I want to know what you're looking at that you hope the Suns bring from Phoenix and their game plan to Dallas and what you think will work to try to close this out? Well, I think defensively is the key. Like the defense has to be, has to run around and and be all over the place and, and wreak havoc like they did in, in game five. I feel like this is the first time all series where they played with their hair on fire on the defensive end. Like they just have to do that. And I felt like, you know, they were playing like a team that, that had a little bit of desperation about them because they know like if they would have lost game five, 
going back to Dallas for game six is not a position you wanted to be in. And that would have felt very, very uh, dark for a lot of us. And we would, I, I, I mean, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say that I felt like, you know, the writing was on the wall at that point. If we had lost game five, like, oh, shit, I think we're about to lose this series. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, but the the Suns found another gear and defensively is where they found it. And that led to transition buckets, a lot of easy shots, got guys going. Mikhail started feeling himself. Um, he started playing much better on the offensive side of things. One thing leads to another. And defense has always been the catalyst, catalyst for this Suns team. So that's what I hope, um, you know, carries. And defense travels everywhere. Like it just does like you don't need, you know, the right lighting in the gym or the right, you know, the right view of the gym to play good, solid defense. You just need to play with energy and effort. You brought up last night uh, that they weren't switching. uh, They weren't doubling, excuse me, uh, at at times with Luca that they'd flash it Mm -hmm. and kind of show that and get back to their man. I think that's the key defensively to continue doing that, but be prepared to adjust for whatever counter mm-hmm. that Jason Kidd's going to bring because you know he's going to look at that and have some strategy go up against it. So start with that and have a secondary plan uh, that you fall back on if you're Monty Williams and that defense I, I think is key to me. And also rotations. I want to see Monty keep the rotations he had yesterday. You look at it, Bismarck Biombo got in early, played often. Uh, JaVale McGee played limited minutes, only played three minutes. And I think that's the way you got to go in this series. I understand that JaVale helped you get here, right? But he basically got played off the court in games three and four. And it's all right sometimes to make that adjustment and say, JaVale, you're going to be a big part of what we do if we make it to the next two rounds. But Bismarck is the better uh, is the better matchup here. So I hope they stick there. And same with campaign. I understand there's a love for campaign from fans, from Monty. Shit, we all understand it. I mean, he had such a big impact on last year and the bubble, but he's not that guy right now. And I like that they went to Point Book and Landry Shamit uh, on the court at the same time. Both those guys can bring up the ball. I stick with that and I split those book. Chris Paul minutes as well, so you have one of those guys on the court at all time to be that main ball handler. I think that is a huge key if they're going to win tomorrow night in Game 6. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, And yes, Kahana, we are doing a watch party. The watch party will be live from the Ainsworth tomorrow. I'm sure we have a graphic at some point. No? No, yeah, we, it's in the chat. It's all right. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we have uh, our watch party will, will happen tomorrow. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll be there, I think, at 530? 5. We're going to be there five. starting 5. Uh, pre-game show will be at 6. We will watch the game with you and uh, and then, t- you know, hang out with you during the game. Live post-game show after should be fun for all. We're going to bring some uh, – also, some uh, giveaways as well. So yeah, we'll absolutely. be there. So, yeah, five o'clock. Well. And uh, rumors are some drink specials. Oh, uh, well, uh, not only that, but also it's a closeout game. And if you weren't there at our last closeout game uh, against the Pelicans, you missed out because it was live in there. It was loud. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people excited. Um, it, was, it was really fun. So uh, come check it out. Yeah, should be a great time. So we'll enjoy that. Do they, I know we'll, we'll give specific predictions tomorrow in pregame out at the Ainsworth, but do you feel like they carry this momentum and they close it out tomorrow? I do. I do. Um, I'm a little concerned, and I guess we could go ahead and get into CP3. Um, I'm a little concerned about CP3, but if you're telling me 
that we're, we might go down the stretch of this game uh, if it's close and the crunch time Suns um, come through and you know they're down by five or less with under five minutes, it's hard for me not to believe that Chris Paul won't find a way, right? Um, but I am concerned about Chris Paul overall. I, I, I don't know. Something is telling me this just from the optics standpoint that I feel like I, I know for a fact, I, I just, well, not for a fact, but I know that if the Suns did win a championship this year, I just would be surprised if Chris Paul didn't retire. Um, I'm getting retirement vibes right now from him. Like he, he's maybe just a little, a little worn out. Doesn't seem as into these games as, as he once was. Um, he seemed a little, I don't know if despondent's the right word, but it just, something's not right there. Like when I'm watching CP3, something is just not clicking. Those turnovers in the fourth quarter seem so anti-Chris Paul that I just was like, what is going on with my guy right now? I don't understand what's going on. I hope he gets past whatever um, is going on. Um, I feel like it's a little bit more mental than physical right now, but you know, this is all just complete speculation. I think it's two things. Uh, we talked about it. Mavs' defensive scheme, right? They have focused very hard, and Jason Kidd even even talked about this, on stopping Chris Paul since game two, right? So in part, you're putting that. I also think it's Chris Paul has to expend so much energy to do what he did in a fourth quarter, and it takes more time for him to recover. So you put those two things together. I don't think he... He cares less or he's putting less, uh, you know, energy into it. I think he doesn't have the reserves. No, I, he's I, had to do so much in these first two I, I would never say he cares any less. Like, I, I'm saying, like, he just looks mentally exhausted. Yeah. I think that's a big difference there. Like, I don't want people to think that I think he doesn't care. Like, he does care, obviously. I just think, you know, and I agree with your point. Like, listen, these are back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back games with one day of rest in between. Um, he's got to pick and choose his spots. And for the last three games, he's basically been like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not picking these spots to, to really thrive in. Hopefully that'll, that'll turn around um, in game six if needed or even a game seven if necessary. But um, I'm, I, I, and, and offensively, like, I, I, I get what you're talking about to a degree, but I feel like there has been, there have still been opportunities for him to thrive and excel at. And he's just, for whatever reason, he's not able to find that extra gear or he's just not, his decision-making hasn't been as crisp as it once was. So um, I just, uh, it's, it's, it's weird how last year Chris Paul was dinged up, but even in the games that he played for the most part, he was really, really good. Um, and campaign was really good. And now we're getting to this, this season where we're getting flashes of Chris Paul and he's not injured and campaign is nowhere to see. So it's like we went from two point guards to none. <laughs> I still think they need to look at Aaron Holiday. He well, came I mean, in. I mean, I know he's playing. I know he's playing Dallas's bench. At this point, he, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Uh, he, he was a spark plug. Look, Chris Paul is also having to deal with Luca's big ass backing into him and slamming into him, and I think that becomes yeah, problematic. But that didn't even happen well. last night. It did at a couple times, times but not like not every possession so or anything. I, I think it wears you down overall. But yeah, they need him. They're going to need him in Game 6 if they want to close out on the road, and they're definitely going to need him if it's Game 7 because anything can happen in that uh, at that point. Uh, Kahana, by the way, says the X factor in Game 6 is Cam Johnson. Uh, I definitely think you're going to need a big game from Cam Johnson. And that's the great thing the about shots. this, right, is that the Suns 
one, despite the fact that Chris Paul didn't really do too much. He had, mm-hmm. you know, he had his typical assists. But other than that, he was just he was okay, yeah. and they still won by thirty. Like yeah. that's the kind of performance you're going to need in Dallas. And we ha- still haven't seen a great Cam Johnson performance no. this playoff, so that may be coming. If you are a little worried about tomorrow night's game, though, I got something to recommend. Oh, some OGs, baby. Some OGs. I definitely, if you're kind of curious, if you're uh, a little anxiety prone like myself, uh, <laughs> just a slight bit. Uh, I highly recommend trying OGs. They have the uh, Indica strain uh, that has been just a a big help for me with my anxiety. Uh, Sativa as well. If you're if you're a little sluggish, need a, a little pick me up. And right now. Uh, they have the mini OGs, the three meg, uh, milligram, megagram. <laughs> three megagram. <laughs> that might be a little much. Do a you want to fly today, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to not wake up until the playoffs are over? A three megagram. No, nah, the three milligram microdop dose option for those not wanting to dive right into the regular 10 milligrams. Classy Nasty just took a whole bag of OGs. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Try the tropical flavor in either Sativa or Indica strains. They are available now exclusively at Zen Leaf locations through May 11th. If you're interested in trying any of the other amazing, delicious varieties of flavors from OG from their scratch-made kitchen, uh, OG Brands has to offer. You can check it out at GoOGBrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z-Brands.com. Find OGs near you. That is our dryer shrunken edition of the PHNX Suns show. Just catching up on a few things that we missed in the post-game show. We will be back live tomorrow at 6 p.m. for the pre-game show. Also the post-game show live out at the fantastic Ainsworth. Join us out there for giveaways. For Gerald Bourget, who you can follow at Gerald Bourget on Twitter. For the absent Lindsey Smith, who you can follow at Lindsey Smith AZ. For Saul Bookman, at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there for that three megagram uh, dose that you can fit there, there. I'm at Espo. You can follow me at Espo. Follow the show at PHNX underscore Suns. And hit we that will like button. Hit that like button and subscribe. We will talk to you tomorrow. Ahoy, ahoy. Hey yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan.